Well, guys, welcome back. Um, the peas have had a bit of time off, and uh, we've used that time to hone our technical skills to such a level that we made a total hash of it. So, um, basically, guys, I we don't know what it was. I think possibly my phone was close to the microphone, uh, and it's put some distortion in. So every now and then, I sound a little bit like a Borg. Um, sorry about that. We've done what we can. We've re-recorded a few bits. We've scrubbed a few bits out. Um, I'm absolutely convinced that it's actually the Cicatrix Maledictum that's causing that, or Gork's Grin, as those orcs call it, that's causing that problem. Um, Ben tells me, you know, absolutely not. Uh, he's been, uh, you know, worshipping the Emperor, etc. properly, but, um, we all know that really it's chaos. It's getting into everything and it is absolutely gonna get you. Enjoy the episode, guys. Grab those refreshments. Good evening, listeners. Welcome to 2019. We are one step closer to the rise of the most righteous, glorious Warmaster Horus. And, um, Ben? Yeah, I think it's Blade Runner this year. We've done Back to the Future. It's Blade Runner this year, so... If... I can't believe I haven't even got a rise out of you. No, I was just ignoring you, dude. I'll start the oh. year as I mean to go on. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it is Blade Runner. It is Blade it Runner, is Blade isn't Runner it? It is Blade Runner this year. Yeah, yeah. So how do we know that yeah. you're not a synth? Well, we don't. You don't. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, what have we got planned, dude? Well, a couple of things have been announced, haven't they? So, as normal, we'll go on the hobby desk, find out what we've been doing over Christmas. Um, I've been probably putting snow on everything, but that's not a Christmas thing. I'm just obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we've got the Galaxy of War. So, loads of stuff announced. Um, Vigilus has come out and I've bought and read through that since uh, we spoke to you guys last and also we just had the open day, the, the New Year's open day where a bunch we've seen a bunch of cool stuff, we've done stuff for Necromunda, doing stuff for Titanicus, so yeah, lots to talk about there. Then into the Mortal Realms and it's Grot Mushroom Madness! Hey. Um, ben has never been this excited about mushrooms have you no and that is genuinely true flipping hate <laughs> mushrooms and yet this is a lot it's it's incredible really um but there we are that's how much you love them um community there's loads of cool stuff been going on on the community i've spotted some cool stuff i want to shout out and we've got a bit of a competition to talk to you about and then finally the wild so uh, ben and i did discuss all the cool new stuff for uh, middle earth but then we thought no we will stick to you know we're we are the ones for planning and doing things with the structure so we will uh we will wait and talk about middle earth um on the next episode but uh ben's got some stuff for test of honor to talk about anyway yeah i think that's everything and we'll try and actually talk about those things in in some sort of order in some sort of order <laughs> yeah, okie dokie dude are you ready i am Let's go. Oh no, hang on. Grab some refreshments in 2019. And let's go onto the hobby desk.
Hi guys, and welcome to the first Hobby Desk of 2019. I'm gunslinging refreshments here. I've got a pint of Diet Coke in one hand and a cup of tea in the other, and I don't know which one to go for first, so um, I'm all ready to go. We've had, well, Christmas, so Hobby Desks are weird in Christmas. Um, I don't tend to get much done over Christmas at all. It's sort of my annual complete reset, and also because the children are just un untamable, frankly. Um, <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we've got some stuff to talk about, though. So, um, first off, I thought we'd have a quick look back at what we've done over the last sort of 12 months, Dan. Just Yeah, I, it might through. be quicker to look at what you haven't done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have never had a more productive year. I am so proud of that. Yeah. When it comes to painting, I've done over 240 models this year, and I'm super happy about that. That is incredible, dude. And it's such a wide range of things as well. Yeah. yeah I, and I'm really happy with the standard I've got them all to as well. There was, If they were speed painted, they were speed painted to a standard. And I'm I'm really happy about it. Um, if only I'd been painting that number of models for the last 15 years, um, you, you, I wouldn't have such a massive pile of unpainted plastic. You would have <laughs> there we a significant number. Of space walls. Of space walls, well, yeah. Well, goblins. It's probably for the best walls. then that... Uh, you haven't. I wouldn't have anywhere to put them all. <laughs> oh, don't. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when it comes to sort of timetabling stuff in, last year we, we had a big conversation about hobby resolutions and a painting timetable. And I did one at the start of the year and I stuck to it mostly, um, although some things got swapped out. Uh, and I found that really helpful, sort of having a plan and saying, okay, You've got two weeks to do these five primaries. You've got two weeks to do those five primaries. You've got a week to do these. And I got them done in a week. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yep. Because I'd set that on. I'd said, right, no, that's happening. And uh, and if if you're running out of time, you just need to cut corners. You know, not do that little bit of extra detail that you were planning on. Unless it's a character model. And then I let myself go and just take as long as it takes. Um, but I planned in enough time to do that. Um, so I found that really helpful, and I'm going to be doing something similar this year. I'm going to sit down and do that. I have found, though, that Games Workshop's release schedule is like throwing a triple into a spaceship. Um, <laughs> yes. I like that analogy. I like that very much. And it, it absolutely ruins my painting schedule. I've done nothing but want to paint Blackstone Fortress for the last month and a half but I couldn't because I had other projects on um, that I planned in um, so and now I've got Space Wars to do so we can get our army sorted so don't start talking about Blackstone I uh, so want I don't have Blackstone and now that bloody amble has come out and oh it just made me really excited for the whole concept of like getting it all painted up and then collecting up the add-ons oh yeah well, I don't know why they didn't do add-ons for um, the other Warhammer Quest games because I mean they always did for Hero Quest and Space Maybe Crusade. Maybe it didn't sell as well as this. Maybe because yeah. it's worth you know that came out a little while ago before the sort of renaissance, as it were, of Games Workshop and it's. I don't know. Silver Tower was. I don't know, maybe during the release. I try not to think like about it. when things are released because inevitably it makes me feel old. Yeah, yeah, it does. Absolutely, I can vouch for that. So we don't. I don't need that. So yeah, release schedules getting messing up timetable, painting timetable. So this time I'm going to plan in a degree of flexibility, um, in case I release something new. 
Um, and I'm not going to jump on a... I've decided I'm not going to jump on a new army bandwagon. You know, that's not happening. So I'm, if I'm going to do an army, it's going to be planned at the start of the year. And it gives me time to settle into the idea of what I'm going to do with them. I love that um, statement. That is a brave statement with the current release. Well, grots are happening because grots were always happening. Well, yeah, because... no, that's fair, fair enough. I don't mean the current release, the actual release. I mean the release schedule at the moment. Mm. Um, I mean, it, if they release like a, a warband or a box set that I quite like, something small, although Blackstone Fortress isn't a small project by any stretch of the imagination, but then I'll probably get involved with those things and paint them up as I go. Mm-hmm. But if they released a new army, I still think I'd prefer to have time to let the idea settle in. I might pick them up to paint in at future date, but they would be planning for the next year. Yeah, that yeah no, sense. that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So what would be um, your Achilles heel then? High elves. <laughs> yes. Flat out high elves. Mm. If they released high elves, I'd be done for. <laughs> um, absolutely done for. But there we go. Um, so painting-wise, over the over Christmas, uh, I haven't done anything over Christmas, but the week's leading up, and I couldn't talk to you on the last project po- podcast because I was working on... Um, the Red Angel for you. Yeah. Um, which was so hard not to talk to you about. <laughs> Me. I I don't really... I still don't really know what to say. It's awesome. It's so good. I was so excited. And I had no idea. Like, none at all. Um, and the funny thing was, like, the week before Christmas, or was it two weeks before, Ben Chambers was round, and we were painting... And he said, oh, so, you know, is Ben working on anything? And I was like, nah, I said, it's really weird. I'm a bit worried about him because he's normally, like, firing away and he's so ill, he's not painting. And I don't, I said, oh, it's just weird. Um, I miss having... Well, I was like, ill and I didn't I didn't paint for a good few weeks, but <laughs> I did start a lot. Of, you know, I did get in stuck into that way before then, yeah. Yeah, it's flipping amazing. Even down to the, I love, I love the like plinth thing. The what, sorry? The plinth. The plinth. Yeah, I wanted to keep that quite simple. Yeah, but it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> He's, it was a totally different project for me because I've never done a bust. Um, and actually, I didn't realise he was that big. I mean, he is big. He is big. That face, mate, that you've done is, is something else. Like all the different sort of colours in the skin. Make bringing that realism. It's just brilliant. I, I do you notice I gave him yellow eyes? <laughs> no, I didn't. Ever so, that. <laughs> ever so slightly, yeah. Um, I was going for the Sith Lord look. <laughs> <laughs> Corrupted. Mm. Now he was he was really nice to work on. I mean, Artel Williams models uh, got my vote now. I mean, the the resin was smooth. Uh, there was so little work to do to clean him up. Um, it went together really well. Um, I only had to gap fill the tiniest amount with some resin, resin some fur around the left arm, but um, I just I was really impressed with it. Um, I ummed and ahed about leaving the axe on and off, but I kind of felt it was better off in the end, actually. Um, yeah, I think it was easy, certainly be easier for the transport, and it sits yeah. fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, really, I'm really chuffed with him. <clears throat> He's probably... Especially the face, because I did sit down and spend a long time on the face. 
um, to get him to get it right. Um, so yeah, I'm really pleased you like it, dude. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's good. And uh, since then, I haven't painted a thing. <laughs> Apart from helping my daughter paint a, a certain plaster of Paris um, horse that got <laughs> gifted to her for Christmas. Well, I had to, you know, had to be a painting thing, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, my goodness, you've already done something in 2019. Yeah, yeah. So um, talking about painting resolutions. So firstly... Um, I've, I've been authorised now to share this news um, and probably I'll be in trouble really for not sharing it right at the start of the podcast in my excitement. Um, but basically, there is another mini jolly on the way, which you obviously know and have known for a while. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so um, growing growing the brood, um, as it were. So the... That is obviously going to be quite an impact around uh, around May time on hobby time. Um, so, with that in mind, I th- I was like, right, I got I got to get on it. And on what I was finding last year is quite often I would go for periods of time where I just I just wouldn't paint, and and then I'd get frustrated because I wouldn't find that couldn't find the time, and I wanted these big long sort of painting sessions, but. Yeah. You, if you, you, you will remember, we talked a bit about, uh, Warboss Kurgan, I think it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Who does, yep, yep, yep. what is it, 15 minutes, 30 minutes? I think it was not long. No, it's only like it's 15, 15 or 30 actually. minutes. So, every day. So my, my resolution, hobby, hobby resolution was to, um, to paint for 30 minutes every day. Um, and I've chatted to Harrier and we've got a bit of, uh, a regime in place um which allows that to happen and twice already and we're only six days in i've had two days where i've really not felt like painting at all but i've i've bought myself in sat down put on my lamp and just spent half an hour and you know invariably i sneak an extra couple of minutes in and um yeah so i've painted five corridor gangers um and I've made it. And they look, they look really nice, man. They look so necromunda. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was, um, I was thinking of you actually while I was doing them, because I was like, oh, they look, they look nice. They're nice and clean. And I was like, no, come on, get the weathering powders out. Uh, um, yeah. So I got them. Can't out. have a cordial ganger looking clean. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, but it took me long enough to be convinced to put blood on my corn, didn't it? So I am a bit yeah. strange like that. Yeah, um, pretty much. I've made a start. Strange as they come. <laughs> yeah, I've made a start on my um, gaunt summoner as well for for the painting competition. Um, this month's uh, painting competition is arcane power, so he's pretty arcane and pretty powerful. So, and he's from the silver tower. Um, and within that is another one of my resolutions, which is to. Um, I suppose there's kind of two things really. One is to paint in smaller batches. So rather yeah. than deciding to do 40 Blood Reavers, unlike, uh, the mighty John, who is doing that, um, uh, JK games, um, rather than doing things like that, which I've done previously and I get frustrated and they just take ages and ages and ages, um, I'm going to do smaller batches, um, Hence doing five corridor, because originally my plan was to build all 30 and do them all in one go. Um, you have 30 core. 
Yeah, and the trouble is, like, because I hadn't built the others yet, I I was just losing my sort of passion for it. So I thought, nah, I'll just yeah. I'll just paint five of them. Um, and that's really really helped. And so, and the other thing, which I, is to take a leaf out of your book, really, is not to paint two army types, I suppose, um, in a row. So if I've I've just painted five Cordor, now I'm painting a Gaunt Summoner, the next yeah. thing I paint will not be an AOS Zinch character, mainly because I don't have any. This is not a great example. But for example, if the next thing I did was paint Karanak, um, yeah. which I've built him, by the way, and five Flesh Hounds, even though I wasn't going to buy Wrath and Rapture, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Um, if I paint Karanak next, I won't then go and paint the Flesh Hounds. I'll go and paint the Titan from, from Titanicus. Because yeah, yeah. I, I know you've said it a few times and I've laughed it off and all, but like, it's been nearly two years now where I've just been painting corn, painting corn, painting corn with the odd other bit. Um, and in the back of my mind as well, I've got this idea that if any project takes me more than a week, maybe two but week is stop do something else and then go back to it um yeah and that's really been born out of trying to paint two hell drakes which was just yeah. a stupid idea <laughs> even though i convinced myself it wasn't um I, you know i've made some good progress on them but they're a long way off and a lot of work off but that's fine they'll sit there you know my blood first i got painted eventually they will i think i think What's hilarious is that I've been making these suggestions for at least 12 months, but. Yeah, there's another hilarious <laughs> suggestion actually from you. Pa- oh, yeah. Painting oh, handles. Yeah. Oh yeah. The painting handles is the funny one. Games What's the point the pa- in painting handles, Ben? Why have you bought five of them, Ben? Yeah, you don't need them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you can just hold the model better. Oh, oh, this is superb. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, actually what, what happened there is, uh, I actually bothered to try it out. And it's really good. Oh, right. Yeah, it is. So, rather than just formulating I mean, my jo- opinion. Joking aside. Pardon? Joking aside, they are great. They are very useful. Mm. Yeah, I was very... Which, whichever painting handle you're using. So if it doesn't need to be the Games Workshop one, whatever painting handle you're using, it they are they do change things for the better. Yeah. Um, help with a bit of stability, i found. Um and yeah, and if you don't mind me just saying, your hands can shake sometimes, so it's probably quite useful to be able to... Yeah, well, it's funny you something. should say that, because I've noticed it, it's been a bit worse recently, and I'm... So, it's not, you know, it's, it's fine, but it, it's just been bloody annoying me, so the handle's really helpful um, yeah. on that yeah. on that point. Um, so, I do want some more of them, because when I was painting my Cordor, I was like, <sighs> one, take him out, put another one in. Out. So, you need how many, Dan? Five. Eight. Eight. Yes, eight. Yeah, very good. Always eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um Yeah, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for this year's hobby. Yeah. I mean obviously come the end of May when uh when Jolly Number Two appears, that may uh scupper some stuff a bit, but you know you've got you've think, got to have um, a plan going into it. I think even if you cut it down to 15 minutes, it's important to have that touchstone. Because um, we all know, everyone who's a parent, and anyone who's even watched a parent knows that kids are stressful, and sometimes you just need to tap out for a quarter of an hour. Um, 
if you can and um and have a moment of peace and for me that would be painting but i mean everyone does their own thing um so i think it would be sensible to, to at least try yeah yeah i'd i'd come and babysit for you dude but you know you're living all the way over there on I, know. Drive. I know i'm sorry <laughs> it is a yeah. it is a bit of a way so yeah there's um a few things um what you've just because last about... year so t- looking back because i know you you looked back um sorry what were you going to say then I, I thought my microphone wasn't working for a second then, actually. I was just checking I was plugged in. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, what, that's what the reason, been... dude. That is there every time. What you've just been talking about reminds me of, of how Tommy talks about um, uh, motivation, because people ask him a lot about motivation. Um, and he he basically said to me, and he says it over and over again, and it's the best advice I've ever heard about motivation is, Sit down at your desk, pick up a model, get some paint on the end of a brush, and put it on. Yeah, and then just and then just let it go from there because you'll you will then motivate yourself. And you either want to paint or you don't want to paint. And you have to if you don't want to paint, then that's fine. If you do want to paint, that's also fine. Um, but if you want to paint and you can't motivate yourself, just sit down, get a brush, put some paint on it, and put it on a model, and see what happens. And Inevitably, you'll you'll end up motivating yourself, just like you've had over the last couple of weeks. Those days when you're not really sure. I've had them. I have them all the time. Coming from work and life, I just cannot deal with anything. Um, but I forced myself into a chair and started painting, and it all just slots into place. Um, so I think that's well. What what we've done, which is you know, I, not that we want to do like parenting one hundred and one in the hobby or anything, but we've um we've got it. So uh, I come home from work and go and pick Josh up from nursery. Um, I bring him home. Harriet comes home from work and then I'm sort of playing with him. And I love playing, playing with him straight, straight after work anyway, building all the train tracks and things, but it gives Harriet a bit of space when she comes in from work. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I pop the dinner on, cook the dinner and that's kind of a family affair. Joshua likes to climb up on a chair and have a look and see if daddy's cooking potatoes tonight. Um <laughs> Um and demand fish fingers as well, which he has tried ice cream to eat. for breakfast. Yeah, ice cream for breakfast, <laughs> fish fingers, which which he's not. I don't know where he gets his impatience from, but he doesn't like waiting for them to be cooked. You have to like take them off him when he's trying to eat them frozen. But anyway, <laughs> so that happens, and then um and then after dinner, that's when I get my half an hour. So I come upstairs and I have half an hour doing me painting, and then I set up everything for the bedtime routine the mission that is the bedtime routine. And then I do the bedtime routine, which is a good hour <laughs> to pull that all together. Um, but it's nice because it gives me that little break in the middle and I feel really refreshed uh, Yeah, from yeah. from doing a little bit of painting. And it's nice to see a bit of progress. Desk's really untidy, yeah. though. You can tell when I'm uh, feeling motivated and into it because I don't spend ages just... I mean, I actually, I finished the corridor... And I didn't put all the paints away again before I started the Gaunt Summoner. That's how motivated I was to paint. Man. Well, I, mean, I don't know who would possibly leave paints out all over their desk. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> some kind of heretic rebel would do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's. I was just that. saying to you, wasn't I, that you can tell when you haven't. It's all very well having a messy painting area or messy hobby zone. Um, 
when I'm working in here, I know where everything is. If I have a couple of weeks off, I'm like, where the hell did I put this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, just to just to touch base really on um, what you were saying about last year. So yeah. I didn't quite hit your level. I think I paid 87 models. Um, lot, quite a few big uh, things. Finishing well, you did... Um... The- Bloodthirst, didn't you? Yeah, and finishing <laughs> off the Forge Fiends. Yeah. Um, the, the, I did paint... Well, most of that was Lord of the Rings, actually. A big chunk of... But I've painted, like, three Hell Brutes, a Bloodthirster, two... Finished off the two um, Forge Fiends. So, some quite... How about the Skull Cannons? Well, they were this year, weren't they? No, I think they were last year. I think I did them before I did the Forge Fiends. Crikey. Yeah, I know. So some bigger things got done um, last year, which was good. But gaming-wise, I think I played 65 games last year. Um, I wanted to play one every week. So on average, yeah. I've, I managed that. So that was good, and across quite a range. Not a lot of 40k, actually, which is interesting, because 40k was always my first love when I first got into the hobby. But... Um, Lots of Necromunda towards the back end of the year. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, lots of Age of Sigmar. I love Age of Sigmar. I just, I love how it plays. Um, a few other bits and bobs here and there. So yeah, I had, a, I, yeah. I was really pleased with my gaming year. Um, I got what I wanted. Well, that was your plan, wasn't it? You had your swanky, like, Log books. Yeah, I got my log books <laughs> and I got my calendar. Or I have my calendar. No Black Library calendar this year, mate. Wasn't there? No. Gutted. What is that about? I don't know. I don't know. I'm still looking at the Lion and we think, Night Haunter. We think we've got flipping problems with Brexit. There's no Black Library calendar, mate. That's what we need to be getting <laughs> on the petitions about. <laughs> Not good. So maybe maybe it is because of the uncertainty around Brexit. There's no Black Library calendar, and that is its biggest impact. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> devastated. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, hopefully that moving swiftly out. onwards. <laughs> yeah, mo- moving on, moving onwards away from the political impact of no Black Library calendar, because that could be you know sensitive subject. Um, well, you won't know what date it is. My, I terrible. know. How am I going to know? How In fairness, I don't know what day it is half time. So. No, no, me neither. So, um, so yeah, that's some hobby desk stuff. Do we want to go into the Galaxy of War? I could just talk all day about just stuff. Painting models. <laughs> yeah, I have um, I have a new toy to play with here. I've got the um, I've got the large painting handle. I haven't opened it yet, actually. Oh, quick live unboxing okay. on the podcast. Live unboxing. Look at this on the podcast. <laughs> We're trendsetters now. Oh man, it's huge! <laughs> Don't it's take that like out of context. What? The <laughs> <laughs> That's like the hilt of a sword. It's it's massive. Let's get a big base. Oh, have I got a dreadnought to hand? Oh, I do. Have I got a dreadnought to hand? That is that is Ben's hobby space. Yep, pretty much in a nutshell. I do have a dreadnought to hand. I have a space with venerable dreadnought. Let's see if I can fit you in there. Well, easily. Oh, that's not even in the biggest space. That's in the middle space. Well, I'll be. Oh, well, I'm impressed with that. Excellent. That's good to know. Yeah. 
So our first on-air unboxing. Have you tried the... I don't know if you already had. See, when I was trying to decide what to get you for Christmas, it's like, what what do you get someone that has a lot of stuff already and a a lot of paint, (laughs) does a lot of painting already, you know? It's like, hmm, it's got to be interesting. And that's why, ironically, I went for a bust. Um, yes, I know. It was funny, really ironic. It was this cracking bust as well. I knew I wanted to get you one. I knew that's what I wanted. And then I was looking, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I did think Samurai. And then I saw that and I was like, well, that's what you do, isn't it, for your reenactment? Yeah. So, so yeah. that was good. But I, I also, then I was like, well, I want to just get you some random stuff. So I, I didn't know if you had any of those Vallejo metal colours. Um, I don't, and I'm very chuffed to have got my first one because I've been meaning to pick one up for a long time. So, um, yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to you trying. Well, did you try them out when you were here? Nope. No, they're lovely, mate. They're lovely. I probably just didn't tell you I had them, but um, that's normally the case. Dan, do you have this? No, and then he's using it in two seconds. Yeah, come on, dude. And then there's a mini painter paint in there, which is just a random color, just because I came across those the other day, and they are stupendously cheap for what's in them. Really? That pot was £1.40. Yes, and talking about paints and prices. <laughs> yeah. No, well, more importantly, have you used the Pepsi Vanilla Cherry Lip Balm that I got you? I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Only because my, uh, my little girl got a lipstick for Christmas, so... We were putting, <laughs> rather than her putting on her pink Barbie lipstick um, onto me, um, I said, oh, I'll use mine. <laughs> so, I didn't actually, that isn't even what I ordered. I ordered just a cherry one. But um, you got cherry vanilla and you love your random flavours, so why not? Well, I mean, it's worth explaining why that's funny, because I love cherry cola uh, and Dan hates it. And I hate it. Um, well, it's it's worse than that. You love Pepsi. Cherry cola, Pe- Pepsi Max cherry, it's Pepsi oh, Max cherry, Ambrosia. and I am <laughs> a Diet Coke man. Although, For although, you, dude, the world is changing. I that is another non-hobby related resolution. I am not drinking Diet Coke now. I couldn't do that. Well, it yeah, I, I got I went to the doctor about some stuff, and he reckoned the caffeine was not good. Um, no, it's, it it can yeah, it can really get yeah, it's full of caffeine. And There's Ben no the base knows things <laughs> about like nutrition and health and stuff, and uh, he was like, "You shouldn't drink that." And so I don't know, but there we are. That's another. That's a completely not really hobby related thing at all. What were you saying? Oh, prices. The paints are going up by twenty p. So that's going to break my sales. bank. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um. I mean, in in jest, yeah. It, I mean, it's not a massive increase in reality, but at the same time, it now makes them twice the price almost of a Vallejo paint. Um, yeah, but you are just... paying. Look, I... well, we could go. You're paying the for the convenience. This. You're paying for the convenience. You're paying for the fact that you, you know, okay. If, if at the end of the day, if you're really advanced into your painting, whatever, you probably know exactly where you're going to get your paints. You know, you can get them cheaper from on the internet. Fine, go for it. But if you are um, not in that place and you want a bit of advice and stuff, you know, you you could go and rock up to Vallejo's headquarters. I suppose cost you a fair bit in the plane fare and all the rest of it. 
depending on where you live. But you do know you can go down your local hobby centre and get a little free... Well, that's part of the added value, isn't it? Being able to have a little painting lesson and, you know, Geraint. Well, Jay as well in, in Bristol and and um, those guys. They're fantastic painters. Um, so, But it's no use asking yeah, me, man. I've got two of the Citadel water pots. Buffy, really? You suck it. <laughs> is that one for each paint station? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. The next level would be uh, making sure I've got a metallic one and a non-metallic one. But Have they? Oh, no. What is that what you get? No, don't. No, I'm oh not going to, because there is a problem with them, I have found. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Washing them out. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of the plastic, the material of the plastic, or the ridges on the bottom. But like when I'm using one of my cups, my mugs with the colours on, yeah. the Citadel colour mugs, um, you just turn the tap on and it blasts all the stuff out of the bottom. And um, that doesn't happen on the Citadel water pot. You have to get no. a brush and like scrub it out. So I was like, oh. But it has got Citadel written on the front, so <laughs> I am I am good with it. <laughs> Fanboy. Start collecting boxes at all. Well, aren't they? They are. <clears throat> I don't know what I'm... buy though yet, so some of them are mental. Think... Some of them are just I think it's the Fire Slayer one is like the same price as the Magma Droth that's in it. <laughs> I wonder if they're all gonna go up. I hope so, but only by a little bit. Because I just like things yeah. to be the same price. But Yeah, and I was just thinking the thing that upsets me the most about it is that they won't be around 50. <laughs> yeah, well, they might be around. Yeah, I know. It's nice. Half a hundred pounds, you know. It seems like even more of a deal, doesn't it? Yeah. As long as it's they don't make it sort of around 60, that could uh, mm. be disappointing. Well, it'll be what it'll be. It ain't going to stop me wanting toy soldiers. I don't think I'll be getting loads of new ones this year anyway, because there's another Sprog on the way. But um, yep. To be honest, though, you know, if I wanted to do goblins, if I got a ball and chain and gave it to Joshua, it wouldn't be far off. No, genuinely, no. No. Wouldn't. Oh, you got him a cardboard castle, man. Flipping brilliant. Yep. I had a lot of fun building that. Um, But... Did he get to colour it in? Because the whole point was he coloured it in. He did colour it in a bit. But unfortunately, we had to take it down. Because he's he's a little bit naughty for his mum. And I was going to work in the morning. <laughs> getting phone calls. Because he wouldn't come out of his castle. <laughs> get dressed. is <laughs> really funny. But it wasn't funny for Harriet. No. Like... Every time he needed his nappy done or something, he'd just run in his castle and shut the door and then refuse. She had that to pick it up. She had to pick it up o- over his head and move it out of the way <laughs> to get to him. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. That's <laughs> And bearing in mind this thing is big enough that Harriet can fit in it. Well so. yeah, Harriet went in it. <laughs> he got me in it, but I didn't really fit, to be fair. He was like, no. I got in it, and then he was like, lie down, daddy. And I was like, seriously, dude. <laughs> I ain't going <laughs> to lie down in this. What is that about? Well, I think it is now time for us to go to the Galaxy of War, dude. I think so, because we're going everywhere with this. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Let's go into the warp 
Best left unheard. Welcome, listeners, to the Grim Darkness. Where it's actually pretty awesome, because there's a whole load of stuff been announced, doesn't there, dude? They're never going to recruit you for uh, audio novels, dude. Just, to, you know, I don't want you to get your hopes Why? up for that one. <clears throat> no reason. Um, yes, there's Have been an just, awful lot just of just attacked, um, like, my, my audio ability... While we're recording our podcast. On a podcast? What the heck? <laughs> I'd, no, I'd, I'd never I'd, do that. <laughs> well. Now that's reflected back at me, I feel very bad about that. <laughs> Moving mind. on, let's look at the pretty models and we'll soon be forgotten. <laughs> well, we, it, we actually had to sit down and write a list of everything. It's been ridiculous. My list just frankly. says Chaos Sorcerer. Um, Chaos Sorcerer, possibly Apostle, actually. Um, and it just says that repeatedly. And, oh, oh, and the clawed talon in the background of the picture. Oh, dude, dude, okay. I'm so shall excited. We, about shall we that. start with, shall we start with the floating candleman? Well, he looks like more, a Catherine that, wheel. See, he does look like a Catherine wheel, actually, doesn't he? <laughs> Brilliant. I like that. Now, what somebody suggested, see, when I first saw him, I was like, he looks like a sorcerer. But, what somebody Yeah, I still suge- think he well, is. Well, yeah, uh, the thing that makes me think he still is, is he, he does look like he's floating. Yeah, he's definitely floating. And he's got like a sorcerer-like staff. I, I don't think he's a no, dark apostle But he would make a good dark apostle. Um, not, well, he would, yeah. Or maybe he's usable with, uh, as both. Maybe, maybe. I don't maybe. Well, maybe, I mean, who am I to make a, a comment on heresy? So, I mean, it could be whatever. I don't More really importantly, know. though, so <laughs> this is all part of the 80-day countdown um, for Vigilus. And the other day, yes. I think, was it yesterday or the day before, Warhammer World, Warhammer team posted up a picture of just the spear in the ground, and it said, 20 days have passed, 60 remain, Vigilus will fall. So... Yeah. It's definitely going on, and uh, I bought Vigilus, um, just the book. The book. Yeah, not the planet. Um, it's not really, it's cheap real estate at the moment, true. dude. They're selling that's it true. off. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's a really good book. I really enjoyed it. Is, it is, isn't it? I really enjoyed the stuff about the Primaris. Um, I, I've really enjoyed the different stages of the battles. I've really enjoyed the listings of what's like who's there fighting. The orcs are flipping hilarious. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I I came. I had a bit of an epiphany reading um, reading the bit about the uh, oh I've forgotten the name of it now the the chamber thing the Rubicon Primaris the Rubicon Primaris and it talks about all of the worries and and and. Um, uh, speculation that the Primaris and other space marines have about mm. the Primaris. And it dawned on me that they reflect almost exactly the worries and speculation of the community. 
Yeah. And it hit me like a bombshell. And if they are doing that and they are listening to what people are saying and and taking it one way or the other, then I tip my hat to them because that is that is impressive. Very, very impressive. Um I, I suppose it's a watch this space kind of thing, isn't it, really? But um uh it talks about where you know, the the, the fear that the Astartes have that they're gonna be redundant. Um and it talks about the um the reassurances that the um Calgar and Gilliman have given the older Astartes that is exactly the same reassurances that Games Workshop have given the community that you know the the, the primary is different and the Astartes are different. You know they both can exist. I just I just was reading it thinking this is so familiar. Um, that's I, great. I, I think thought. I don't know. If, very yeah, very clever. I don't know if we spoke about this, but I remember thinking to myself, this is one of the reasons I was pleased that they. Well, I say I was. I know initially I was not. But I am pleased that they brought the Primaris in as a continuation of the story rather than just going, oh, here's the new Space Marine yeah. models. Because that way, yeah. Mark 7 and before that, well, Mark 8 even, still have, still a, have place. a place. Still have a place. Um, they will always have existed in the timeline somewhere. Whatever happens in the future, and to be honest, the more I think about it, I, I'm not sure I'd have done no. it differently. Now, I mean, they were planning it for years, um, and I wonder if they didn't come. The more, it, yeah, like I said, the more I say it sits in my mind, the more I think that I don't think I, it could have been done any other way. But I really liked about it is because I'm a big fan of the original book Space Marine, where Space Marines went from chem enhanced, effectively criminals for the, <laughs> um, you know gangers and maniacs um, and then Psy indoctrinated and chem enhanced to make the, the Space Marine and uh, and then they the book Space Marine was written by Ian Watson and it it redefined what they were. I don't know whether he wrote it and then the Space Marines followed or whether you know Games Workshop wrote what they wanted the new Space Marines to be and then he wrote the book off the back, back of it off the back of it um, but it turned them into genetically modified, highly selected, highly trained, all of those things, you know, um, with really sort of detailed look at what the Imperial Fist did as their kind of culture within the within the Astartes themselves. So um, things like the Pain Glove, where they spent, they have to ban the Pain Glove as a pastime in the Imperial Fist because they compete to see how long can, they can spend in it. And effectively, it's just a suit that they wear that activates every pain mm. fibre in their body. And originally it was a punishment, but um, they, they compete with each other to see how long <laughs> they can spend in it, because um, it doesn't kill them, um, which is insane. Um, but kind of benchmarks how tough these guys are. When they were talking about the Rubicon Primaris, I was dreading it was going to be something like what happened to Gilliman, where they were just going to stick a box around them and some magical voodoo stuff would happen and out would pop a Primaris. I would have absolutely hated that. Um, because that's not what they were about. That's never been what the Space Marines have been about. Uh, but to read that it is effectively... They cut open Calgar from head to foot and grafted on all of those um, you know, steel fibres and implanted the damn thing in his brain um, and various other places... 
and he effectively it was so traumatic he died and then the the furnace kicked in 20 minutes he was dead yeah and brought him back to life that is wicked yeah absolutely wicked because it becomes like a and then it will become now it will become a test of a space marine's courage and um and fortitude as to whether or not they can go through it and that makes it even more wicked so for me any space marine has gone through the Rubicon Primaris and become a Primaris is is twice as hard as a start in Primaris, flat out, because they've they've chosen effectively yeah. to risk their lives. So a sixty percent chance, sixty percent chance of success. That means nearly one in two will be, you know, at least one in three will not make it. Yeah. Um. So it's a big decision to make. Yeah. So I think it's wicked. I think the whole thing is wicked. The background is ace, and I've I've only dabbled into the bits because I only got it for Christmas. Um, I've only dabbled into bits and bobs of it, and I've loved every single page There's, um, of it so the far. The campaign, the way of doing the campaign in it is really cool. Um, the rules for doing a campaign um, by breaking it down over six yep. weeks and having different special rules in effect on the different weeks. I really enjoyed it, reading it. I think it's it could be really good. Um, and going back to Space Marines, because why not? And I was going to wait and do this in community, <laughs> yeah, well. talk about this in community, but... Voxcast has launched since we last spoke, which is the Warhammer 40k official podcast. It's fantastic. So did you listen to the one with Jez and he was talking about Space Marines and how like Primaris, you know, even when people, I loved it. He was like, if a a normal Marine becomes a Primaris... But the shoulder pads still fit. It's like, this is my favourite shoulder pad, so I'm taking this shoulder pad with me. Because they've got that kind of attachment to their war gear type thing going on. Um, and he talked about how yeah. they, you know, they were deliberately, um, sculpting the line troopers not to be covered in detail and, um, and then, you know, just to make it so you captains could look a bit more standout-ish and stuff like that. Um, really interesting. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I've I've listened to to the Voxcast, um, and to Stormcast, and I've loved them. I really love them. Um, really interesting. Yeah, it makes you think of throwing the towel in, doesn't it? <laughs> if we could get a one hour. Well, it does when your uh, your co-host yeah. and uh, <laughs> and mighty mate says that audibly you're sh- not very good, or implies it. I should say. <laughs> So, yeah. Voice like Barry Manlow, dude. <laughs> we love it. We love you. Right. Um, yeah, let's get on from into that. <laughs> Gene Steeler Colts. Yes, do so it. Gene Steeler Colts. So, we've seen even more of them. They've got a flipping drill. They've got a drill scenery piece, which is yeah. brilliant. Apparently, it creates earthquakes, um, which is good. Really nice thing to convert into a mole as well, well yeah, for Imperial absolutely. Guard players. It's going to be yeah. pretty big. I just love the character models. Well, the mold isn't small, dude. The Forge World one is big. Yeah. It, yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It really does. It's quite, it's a centerpiece piece of scenery. If that makes any sense at all, but yeah, it's not just a little thing sat on the side. I, I love the characters. They're all so different and they're all convertible in their own way to be something else. If you're not into Gene Steeler cults, they're, they're so, um, flexible. I just think they're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And like I said, they're all so different. No, no, no two of them are at all the same in any way. Um, so I really, I really like them. 
and I love the bikers. Mm. Oh man, I like the insight it gives to, to sort of imperial technology, like with the I don't know, is that guy got like a floating thing he's keying into with his hand and stuff? Yeah, and the little quad bike. That's just brilliant. Yeah. There's a lot of Imperial Guard players who are either really excited that they've got a model that they can convert into Rough Riders or very cross that they weren't the ones to get the Rough Riders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one I'd be. Because you've got quite a few Gene Steeler cult models, haven't you? Yeah, just by accident, actually. <laughs> so Half of Tooth and... I'm serious. Half of Tooth and Claw was um, Gene Steeler cult and um, Death Watch Overkill was yeah. Gene Steeler cult, wasn't it? Um, and I have got like a metric ton of gene stealers from every edition of Space Hulk that's ever been made, um, which I'd, I'd need to paint up, really, just to play Space Hulk with painted models. Because I haven't played Space Hulk in such a long time. I really, really want to do that. But this, I have a few, and I'm not sure what to do with them. Well, I would paint them. To be honest. Oh, this is the thing. I'd love to paint them. I'd love to do them as an army, but I don't, I can't. See a place for them in my painting schedule. Fair enough. Probably the best way to put it. Um, so, yeah. I think the guy on the bike with the long rifle is a character. Um, and then the other ones are just dudes on bikes, obviously. The female Magus is, is just an alternate sculpt, I believe. Don't think there's any different rules for him. Yeah. But yeah, very cool. Um, and... There's another Gene the Cult character in a new release for Kill Team. For Kill Team? Brilliant segue there, dude. Yeah, I know. I was working on that. I was working on that. Sweet. <laughs> Kill Team Arena is the is the title, but um, it, it's also come in with two sets. And there's a new there's a new tech priest who looks to be going, shh. Have you looked at him? He's a guns. He's a gunslinger, isn't he? There's the gunslinger. Is the is no? I think he's supposed to be a like a gun, a short range gunslinger. What the tech kind priest of thing, in a tech priest? Yeah, I, oh, I, di- I didn't read about it in a me- great detail that bit, but um, I, it was the, what the impl- implication I got was that they were a close range gunslinger kind of. Th- no, I think themes. you're getting confused because it says it's very the possible. Keller morph, which is the genes of the thing is a gunslinging hero capable of cutting down enemy characters in a blaze of high-caliber revolver fire, while the tech priest Manipulus specializes in dealing devastating damage at range with the Magna Rail Lance. But, yeah, I'm completely wrong then. But he, um, he looks mental. <laughs> so, Kill Team Arena <clears throat> is a move, it's a set of refined rules... Um, to turn Kill Team into a competition. Yes. Um, uh, and by competition, I mean like tournament play, uh, where the, there's pre-constructed, pre-laid out maps, and you play on those, and only those, um, and it's bu- it's highly balanced. So the you know the teams that you can use are balanced. Um, I guess it's moving a little bit, in a way, towards sort of the underworlds. Um, yes, yeah. So Kill Team Arena, I'm sort of vi- envisioning being the 40k version of Underworlds, which is cool. I think that's great. Um, I was discussing with Chris because we were looking at the picture of the map and trying to decide whether it looked like they'd moved to a square, like yeah. a tile-based movement system. 
But I don't think they have. I think it just happens to be that the models look like they're stood on some squares, some of them. Because in other places, the corridors just don't work like that. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be a lot more like um, um, blah, 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 Rogue Trader. Ah, yes, yeah. I think it's, I think it's just going to be a, a sort of that map, which I don't think is going to define all the maps. I think there'll be internal maps and external maps. Um, but we'll see. Um, looking forward to it. Um, especially if they support it, if it becomes a tournament thing, if they support it like they've done Underworlds, it's going to be great. Because those tournament packs are great. People get involved because they get the extra stuff. So um, if they don't, then I think they're missing a beat, but I can't see them not. And there's a new kill zone as well. Yeah. Which, I, has that got new... Like, I know those buildings have existed before, but there's one there with a roof. I don't remember seeing one with a roof. Before. I haven't I haven't looked in detail, but I, I haven't worked out because i haven't like i said looked in detail whether or not they're the ruins set from the kill team scenery release um or they are the uh the the set of ruins yeah, from the moon, the moon base, base that they did they're definitely the moon base ones but there's so a the moon base on ones which i don't remember seeing anywhere hmm. else so i think but it's nice to see another kill zone because i and and this still might well, I really brilliant. love the kill they're zones. They're flipping brilliant. I've bought two of the Sector Minotaurum. Mechanicum. The, and um, Min- Min- Chris Min- has yeah. just got two, just ordered two Sector Mechanicum. And we're um, we're going to sort of team up on that project. So we're going to have some cool Necromunda stuff. But it's a, it's a lot. It's brilliant. Yeah. But I was sort of looking at it and thinking, oh, I wonder if... Um, I wonder if... They're going to stop making those, but actually, they're doing another new one. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think there's such an, a good gateway into scenery. I don't. I don't yeah. think they will. I really, I really hope they don't because I, I think they're fantastic. Um, uh, talking about <laughs> this is my turn to segue. Talking about battle maps, um, new one. Kind of, we'd seen the box art box front a couple of weeks ago or months ago. Um, but then just broadsided us today, um, Urban Conquest. Oh, yes, of course. Um, which seems to be a little bit of a more fleshed out kind of offering of, um, Firestorm from, which they did for Age of Sigma, which was a, um, campaign thing. Uh, so this looks like it's got a campaign map in and a whole bunch of, like, low level scatter stuff, which looks so good. Um, but I hope they don't get rid of the fallen or broken Imperium sets before I can buy a few. Because I do want a few of those statues, and I've never picked them up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it it looks really interesting. So I can't wait to see what that sort of ends up being. Um, I like the uh, little objective-y type things. There's a couple that look the same from as from the set, and then there's a couple of different ones. Yeah, I'm just really excited about the scatter. I was just messing around with my Necromunda stuff earlier, and and I think I'm now. I'm sort of fallen. It's the age-old debate, isn't it? We've had it so many times about whether to base scenery or not base scenery. And at the moment, the scatter is making me think, why base it? Yeah. You know, because you can put so much scatter around it and you can move the scatter out of the way a little bit um, if it's causing trouble. I just think that's the way forward, to be honest. Although I'm going to do some stuff on bases and some stuff not. Um, But yeah, really loving that kind of low-level garbage that sits around on the floor it's really good yeah i'm i'm still 
jury's still out a little bit on that. I think I know, and I'll, I'll probably swing the other way yeah. in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, which is why I think I'm going to do both: make one building with a base and one without, because I think that's the way to do it. Um, to be honest, I think what it, I think in the end, where I am at the moment with it is, firstly, we're assuming, of course, that this is for personal collections and not for regular use at gaming clubs and things like that where it yep. needs the strength um and secondly i think having built a lot of scenery in the past i think what i've found is you need to have it's it needs to be sort of abstracted away that means it can be playable so like yeah. <clears throat> by putting on a base what what i often want to achieve by having a base is is a element of realism around so like ruined buildings for example having all the crumpled ruin um yeah and things like that or if it's something where there'd be snow put it in a snow drift and, and such like but that makes it hard for miniatures to stand on um particularly bigger stuff or things on flying stands so so i think i'm more inclined now to go without a base but Paint up lots of like, like you've just said, really the scatter terrain, but also things like the little barrels and crates and stuff that you can mm. then pile up around the corners and give it that more realistic look. Um, or not realistic? Uh, do I mean immersive look? I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. There's me chatting about that for a bit. Well, it's, it's a tough one. It, I think and we've. I know we've spoken about it before, but. Neither of us can decide. So if you if you're listening to this, and you you have a comment either way, throw it throw it at us because um yeah yeah we always like quite, to hear. quite interested to hear what other people think. Yeah, not what each um, other thinks st- particularly, but um what other people <laughs> definitely say. <laughs> so we still aren't even remotely there. We, we're rattling through. No, it, I know. But we're we're not even so close. Amble, 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 and ambots, amble and ambots. So amble, amble has got me really excited. For um, yeah, Blackstone Fortress. Just because I love the idea of these little like add-on dungeons, because they're gonna be left field all the time. The flipping amble. We haven't seen an amble f- since I was born. <laughs> That's true. It's mad, isn't it? It's... I had to Google it. What to see what the model I used to look like? Yeah, I did. I'd so yeah. It's um, it's, it's come on a little bit. <laughs> Yes, it has. Yeah, yes, it has. But um, like you said, the the add-on packs are going to be, and it's like I said a while ago. Uh, this box set, Blackstone Fortress, Rogue Trader, before it, we're we're kind of moving into the the bits of Warhammer 40k that you can't really do as an army, and giving people in the design studios an excuse to to make really awesome stuff that wouldn't fit anywhere else and now it's available amble you know rogue traders little weird robot dudes spider drones all of that stuff i'm so excited about it yeah because you genuinely don't have a clue what is going to come next and i think that's why because i don't i don't have blackstone fortress have i said that already anyway a number of times yeah i yes i I trust i like hint hint um but I'm really thinking of getting it because it, it fits in really well with the approach I want to take with painting this year. Um, 
around like doing different random stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's a wonderful model. It is a wonderful model. Um, and of course, so that's Amble from that, and then there's that Ambots. Ambots. I didn't get the reference to start with. Did you not? I didn't know. No, not until I saw a little post saying, "Oh." Of course, the Ambots were based on the Ambull, and I was like, no way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, they're cool, really cool. And I'm already on our pages, we've had people talking about converting them into obliterators and orc bosses and goodness knows what, so expect to see some hobby spectacular coming out of those. Actually, how big are they? I don't really know. No, I don't. There is a picture of them somewhere. In a cabinet, though, so I think... Anyway. Um, I would like one, and and it comes in a box of two, so I've already uh, spoken to Chris about getting a box and, and him having one and me having one. Um, Are they plastic? Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. Plastic box. Oh, that is even better. Yeah, and it builds two. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were resin, so now I'm... Even more excited. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they're plastic. And um, so what I want to do with mine is a sort of a fusion type thing. You know, I know you don't like the film, but you know the Dread, Judge Dread film with Sylvester Stallone. That, I like bits of that film. What's that massive uh, robot thing? Oh, I don't remember the the family who live in the um in the wastes. No, or... no, the one that like the the his brother sort of wakes up. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, I I haven't watched it in such a long time because it's just such a dire representation of Judge Dredd. <laughs> well, it's a fusion. Stunt. I'm thinking of a fusion between sort of that sort of thing and a uh, War Machine type thing. War Machine, the the miniatures game, because it's for Cordor, so it's it can't be like pristine. I want it to look like they've dragged it out of a pile of scrap metal and jury rigged it. And maybe put like a big combustion engine on the back or something, and um, <laughs> weather it up, and lots of chipping, and maybe a couple. You could get the um, candles sat on the back of it. Orc workshop thing, and put like <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, put the engine on the back. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Twenty five pound for that engine. We're good. Um, yeah, I'm sure you find a use for the other bits for necromunda Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that... in fact, that's a really good idea to turn that into like a Necromunda workshop. Yeah, there you go. I said, I said we were trendsetting <laughs> with our with your you trendsetted in the last segment when you did a an unboxing on a podcast, um, and now you you know suggesting scenery out of the blue. It's good work. I know. So that's uh, that. Was there anything else? Oh, heads! A load of heads. I bought some heads. So a bunch of the gangs got heads. Um, Not all of them, which was unusual. I like five of them. Uh, yeah, but everybody's but currently okay. excited about Delac, aren't they? So like they're like, oh, so they they'll let that ebb a little bit, and then they'll go, boom, here's a bit more excitement about Delac, and they'll be like, oh my goodness. Plus, the Delac all look pretty much the same. <laughs> <Don't they>? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point, isn't it? I suppose. Um, so I've ordered. Uh, it's good. I get sixteen heads in the corridor pack. So I've ordered one pack of those. I said to you, my gang has cost me 119 quid so far. Yeah. And Necromunda's yeah. like, 
that one get you know that game on the side oh yeah you just buy one gang it ain't gonna cost that much nope (laughs) (laughs) nope um because there's loads of bits there's that crazy executioner guy that i want there's a what is it called a dig i think something like that it's like a mutant that's being ridden by a guy with a heavy stubber to come out so yeah lots to do for necromunda um Bomb rats. I'm really struggling with Necromunda. Sorry? I'm really struggling with Necromunda. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit like a kid in a candy store. Ah, I? Yeah. I painted I painted my Escher and I painted my Goliath. And I liked them both, but I, I've i since gone off my vision for the the Escher, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really wish I had the same passion for a single gang that you have at the moment. And I've been looking through pictures and the funny thing is, though, I have to be honest, right? It didn't. When I first saw the corridor picture of a corridor ganger, I was like, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. Um, and then off I went. And then it just happened to be that when I was deciding to do some Necromunda, um, they released a shot of that big character model dude, didn't they? Yeah, that guy just come out of nowhere. And I was like, right, I flipping love them. And I bought a gang. And that was it then. I was just like, because I, I kind of feel like I didn't want to fall in the trap of just ending up with all the gangs. Because the bit that interests me is the character development and the variety of yeah. weapons. And yep. especially when you're active in other games as well, you can't you can't do that. For every no, gang. I completely agree, and I think that's why I'm stuck because I because you're just not sure really which one to, to take forward. Well, I'm, I'm not even sure I want to take either of them forward because I'm quite looking at doing an all look one actually. Oh yeah, well definitely. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you shouldn't just do that. That's a starter box, and one of your things was about getting starter boxes painted. I know it was for 40k and, and fantasy initially, but you can say I don't know if you've done the terrain yet actually. On the terrain? I haven't yet. No, I, I do need to do so that. So if you do the terrain, so you can, that's just a project that you can just park. Interesting mm. that we should talk about that because I'm looking at my Titanicus and I'm in the same boat with them where I'm not feeling the buzz for Allegio at the moment, particularly. And I'm actually thinking I'm going to weather up my uh, Legio Graphonicus Warlord. And then I've got the three knights and that warlock, which go together, which are from the starter set. And then I can just wait until a Legio comes along that really like makes me go, oh, and I'll do that as my actual Legio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, Orlock, and you get just a flipping kind of... harpoon. So I just love the idea. I could turn Orlock into, I could, you know, I could make them different. I'll tell you what it is. It's, um, it's the guy, Necromunda Tom, um, has done such a great job with his Goliath gang, and they're so unique. And that's kind of what I wanted. And he's individually done each model, whereas I've just kind of put them together off the sprue and painted them. And they look, I'm really chuffed with the way they look. But they're not a gang to me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, they're not I understand. a vision that I've taken forward. So, yeah, that's, that's something I'm going to think of this, this year pond drop and, and do a new Necromunda gang and really make them my own um, so Titan Death is the last thing to talk about um, in the 40k segment hey I segued um, that, I talked about Titans yep, 
Um, and that is the new book with a bunch of update stuff in there, hopefully with rules for Legio Astorum, because I want to teleport my bad boys right up your butts. Did you so. see? That's, that's, that is great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You'll be walking across the battlefield and suddenly you'll have a Reaver standing six yeah. foot behind you. Um, <laughs> yeah, transfers. That's what I'm trying to say. Did you see that there are three new <laughs> Legio transfer sets that have been previewed no i did not so legio kratos which is the green and white guys the god breakers tell me one of them is a storm it's not man i'm sorry it's legio kratos legio volpus i think and legio summon else which i can't remember (laughs) but it'll be out there somewhere on the internet Take the knife from my back as if they've not done that. I wasn't even listening what legions they were. I don't, I was completely zoned out then. Seething, I'm seething. (laughs) (laughs) Seething, give me my Astorum transfers. I will not. (laughs) Oh, talking about Titanicus, I got some of those little Questor Knights. Um, not Questor Knights, the chargy hand to hand combat ones from my little boy. He's dead excited about getting them to me. I was dead excited about getting them. Yeah, right. Um, let's move on because um, we've done 40k. We've tried our best to cover everything. Um, frankly, Dan and I have already talked about a lot of this um, in hours, so uh, we have massively compressed. And we don't want to subject um, you to my poor audio performance for too long. No, we, no, no. I mean, when you're talking, it's fine. It's, it's the dramatics. It's just awesome, dude. I love it. <laughs> Genuinely do as well. <laughs> right. Right, let's go and talk about grots and trolls and mushrooms and undead and a shortcut to mushrooms. Hi guys, uh, and we are in the Wartal Realms, and I am buzzing, frankly, about this. Um, so, for those of you who don't know me, um, very much prefer the good armies to the bad armies, but destruction in Age of Sigmar is my kind of centre ground, um, where it allows me to collect an army that I can fight against just about anything that comes in my direction. And I absolutely love goblins. I think goblins are hilarious and ridiculous and they make me laugh. I enjoy playing against them. I enjoy the everything about them. So to have the Gloomspire gits now is just wonderful. And they're amazing, aren't they? And I they have done such a good job that I don't even know where to start with them really. So um I mean to go through the releases of them it, it it's so many. It's not just like one or two units. It's, there is so many units. Yep. Um, so they did what I thought they were going to do. They have reimagined some of the old ones because, frankly, they are fantastic. Um, right, let's go right back to the beginning. So we've talked about them splitting down factions and coming up with um, like an army out of a unit. So good example, Iron Jaws came out of the um, Blackhawks effectively didn't they so yeah. one unit in, in the orc army has become the iron jaws they've they've done a kind of u-turn on that with the goblins they have now put every 
sort of subgroup of goblins and trolls into one army called the Gloomspire Gates. And I'm guessing that's because they've mapped out all the different factions and realised if they had uh, night goblins and forest goblins and trolls, that's three factions, perhaps you can maybe even make a fourth out of them, that you would... And yeah, normal goblins, so that's four factions. Um, you'd end up with far too many. And I think it's a sensible decision. It allows you to make really varied, cool-looking armies with loads of different scale and height and um, variety in there. And I think that fits the goblins perfectly. Um, so what well, they've yeah, done... And also, you can, still, you can still theme your army to one of those factions. You just don't need to buy a separate book for each one. Absolutely, yeah. Because, I mean, my night goblins are not in black cloaks. They're in brown cloaks um, with red yeah. spears to go with my iron jaws because they're, you know, one big thing. Uh, well, so they can all go together without too much trouble. So the units, where do we start? Squig hoppers. Oh, my days. <laughs> Talk about taking something awesome and ranking it up to 11. Um, I, just, I just absolutely love them. And the fact that they have lances... It's just fantastic. Yeah, I love those. I love uh, those guys with lances. And so Labyrinth. As soon as I saw them, I were like, they're the goblins from Labyrinth. Absolutely. Definitely. With the little weird things that they run around in at the end of the film with the lances. And... <laughs> yes, they totally are, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, love it. I can't believe I hadn't seen that. I talk in a Labyrinth, though. That... There's one with like a big orange face that looks like one of the yeah. What what are the things called that can take their heads off? I don't know, but they do. Um, yeah, I think there's been some strong labyrinth influence, um, and well, I, why I not? can't blame them. Yeah, so good. Absolutely, um, the endless spells as well. Oh dear, no, sorry, we're supposed to be going through by unit, but it's just so good. Well, the endless spells are fantastic and so random. I mean, the only one I don't really like. Is the spiders? Um, I think they look a bit weird, but um, they look a little bit toyish. Yeah. Um, possibly the only model in the whole release that I'm a bit disappointed with. It does very much look like a digital cut and paste. That one. Um, and it, but it's it just... interesting, isn't it? The difference. Like, I mean, I suppose it's the subject matter, but. You you take that with the spiders, but then look at that moon. It's so good. It's flipping incredible, that moon. Yeah. And I've got it's a few It's interesting of those... that they've gone the smoke. They've actually gone with a more sort of cartoony looking smoke, I think. Well, you, I suppose you have to, don't you? Yeah. Really? I love it. That I mushroom love... that looks like an explosion is brilliant, isn't it? And the walk, the walking cauldron, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Which um, for me was Willow, the walking cauldron. Do you know? I've, I'm sure I have seen Willow. If you haven't seen Willow, you need to Im- immediately tomorrow. No, in fact, you're editing tomorrow, so don't do that. Because be... as soon as you've finished editing, watch Willow because it's great, and there is actually a chaos warrior in it with a skull yeah. face. So, um, um, I... yeah. What's, so, yeah. Um... I... No, hang on. I'm just thinking what I'm trying to say. 
What's the other lab film that's not Labyrinth? Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. I need to see that yeah. as well. I haven't seen that. Really? No. Oh, days. Um, so, yeah, okay, where are we with um, Grotz? Yeah, so let's just rattle through the squig herders. Look amazing. Absolutely love them. Absolutely love the squigs. There's a ton of variety in that kit by the look of it as well. And they talk about all the faces being interchangeable. So um, literally you could have 30 without being too identical. I think that's wicked. Prepare for hordes of, of squigs. Um, I think when it comes to squigs, the, the mangler is just phenomenal. I got in such a little yeah. hissy that I'd missed out on the old one because I thought it was just gone. Um, and then they released that, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't care. The The old one was good, but that is just ridiculous. Oh, that is just in another league, mate. And it's not, you know, it's plastic. It can make a hero. It's just flipping epic. Yeah. And um, and because it's plastic, it's just it's going to be so much... Easier to transport, keep safe, and and modify. So, um, love it. Um, the character model, it's great. Um, Which prefer one? We, the, the the crazy one. Scragrot. Yep. The Loon King. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that he's called the Loon King. Well, he is nuts. Did you hear the video on him? The moon told yeah. him to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what... <laughs> That's why. That's why I love it. I just it, I keeps going over my head. I just think it's fantastic. The moon told him to do it. So we've got <laughs> a nice squiggy selection um, for the night goblins. So you've got the dudes with the sniffer squigs as well coming out. I don't know what they're called, um, but they hunt for the mushrooms. Um, yeah. They look really cool. And then you've got just a selection of random wizardy dudes, which snuffle squig they're called. Snuffle squigs, <laughs> and their the unit is called the sneaky snufflers. <laughs> oh yeah, fantastic! Um, they're, those so, five uh, models, mate, are brilliant. Yeah, they are. I like the really grumpy, fat-faced one. I that's I, my favourite. What the the wizard ones, the shaman ones? Yeah, there's five of them, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. yeah, they're really good. They're just I, I brilliant. Just, I'm so happy that they've fleshed out and given you extra units, like the snufflers. There's so many. What I think the one thing that I feel that they're missing is an armored goblin unit. Um, and I'm hoping that there's still that to reveal because I think the armored character looks amazing. And to have oh, a unit, yeah, the a unit of, yeah, have a unit of ten of those in like plate armor, um, I just think would be such a cool thing to have in the goblin army, especially if they were nowhere near as tough as they looked. <laughs> just make them brilliant. Um, I tell you what, we haven't seen yet, which I think we will see. I'd be surprised if we didn't see is the scuttlings because there's one, there's one. One of the magicians is a, is got four legs, yeah, like the scuttlings from Silver Tower. Well, they may well be in the in the book. Oh yeah, but they haven't been released separately from Silver Tower yet, have they? Um, and no. Silver, and Silver Tower is discontinued, and that's the only place that the scuttling and the Skaven were. Um, so 
Well, I am expecting to see the Silver Tower box set released separately, if that makes any sense. I think sense they're called Fireys, the orange things in Labyrinth. Oh, really? Fireys. Tangent. Just come, on, come into my head then. Um, I really like all the little creatures on the bases, like the mushrooms yeah. with faces, and there is some weird stuff. <laughs> I love it. I, 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 the scenery that I want to do for them, um, with all the mushrooms on, I have to get me some sculpting mushrooms. So I'm really, I'm just gonna have to get over my mushroom hate. Yeah. New trolls. Yes. I think for me, these are the thi- The trolls are the things that. I mean, somebody made a comment about the trolls on our page about how, oh, the old ones were perfect. What you don't need, didn't you? Didn't need to resculpt them. I agree, the old ones are stunning. Really love the old stone trolls. Um, they're a timeless model, and I, I'm very glad I bought them before they went. Um, but the new ones are amazing. And the, the big one, I don't know if that can be built, the two big ones can be built with the same box set. I'm guessing they are. I, I'm just so excited about them. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited about them. Add that the troll in from um, Underworlds. It's just going to be Goblin Mayhem. I really want to do Goblins in February. So the Space Wolves are going to do January. Um, and then it's February is going to be Goblin February. And I'm just going to go Goblin crazy. And um, <laughs> But you know what the start of Goblin craziness is going to be, don't you? Rebasing all those flipping Goblins. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be painful, um, but never, none, never mind. Get over it. Um, I think that the best thing about the Goblin release is if you watch, if you click onto Games Workshop's website, there's a banner for Gloom Spike Gits at the top, and it's yeah. got the squig dice going across and being yeah. chased by the little dudes. That's just brilliant. I'd almost forgotten the squig dice. <laughs> I, I looked at them and I thought they are so ridiculous. I mean, you cannot use this in a game, but I need at least fifty of them. <laughs> we haven't, uh, we haven't even talked about the Loon Shrine, dude. We did a little bit, did we? Yeah, it's stunning model. It's great, and I've I've still got like four or five of the little um, teepees from Skull Pass. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use one as it is, and then I'm gonna use the others to make like a series of little teepees out of the bits to make it like a little goblin camp. Yes, <laughs> that is brilliant. That loon shrine. And then you've got the uh, you've got the old um, the slayer tied up. <laughs> oh yes, of so I'm gonna I'm gonna do him. <laughs> I just I'm really excited about it. I'm so excited about the grots. Um, so excited about the grots. They're just exciting in the sense that they're they're just fun. The sinisterness is is almost like a, a trivialness to them, and it makes the army fun to sort of play. And yeah. it's so random. If the squig hoppers. I, I, I like them. I've played with them once, and they—they're so random. They can either do like a ton of damage, or 
or fail to go anywhere. Um, they're unreliable and they can be underestimated. There's so much going on with the army that, you know, like a block of 40 goblins is, is not to be underestimated. They'll chew through so much because of their backstabbing ability that they make a, they make for a really interesting army to play with and against. And mm. I, I always used to love it, like creeping forward with my high elves and then you're like, oh, does they have a fanatic in their unit? Do they have a fanatic in the unit? And then you charge, and nothing would happen. They'd be like, oh, phew. Um, or they would, and then like they'd wipe out most of your unit, and that would bother me because they just as easily have gone through their own unit. <laughs> I just <laughs> I think they're great. Um, so I, I'm very excited about the grots for the start of this year. Um, I'll probably paint up uh, another unit of hard boys to go with my iron jaws. And make like a, a part of the block of the first part of this year, like destruction. Um, so that, and that's my plan. I've already, I've just decided. That's me. That's me, kind of half sorted. Throwing a bit, <laughs> throwing a bit of Blackstone Fortress, or maybe even Silver Tower, just the odd model here and there to keep my, you know, mix it up a bit. But yeah, why not? Um, so moving away from the grots painfully. Um, and on to a different form of grot. The Blood Bowl Goblins. Oh, yes. Finally see the other secret weapons. Um, and the new troll, which we got previewed a while back in um, Wormerfest. And I think they're cracking. Can't wait to get those into my into my team. Um, I'm particularly attracted to the Nurgle star player. Oof. Yeah, hideous. <laughs> Hideous. <laughs> it's meant to be hideous, but it is hideous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another box set, Dan. Another one. Oh, yes, of course. Skaven yeah. vs. Undead. Um, Carrion Empire. Um, really interesting choice for the Skaven models, I thought. Um, so they've gone away from like the hoardy kind of thing, and they've filled it full of the bigger units, like the Doom Wheel and stuff. Um it's really interesting. Yeah, and they've also it's very um it's quite skyer focused, isn't it? Whereas the 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 only sort of book battle tome out for Skaven at the moment is the Boulder one. Yeah. Yeah. The plaguey one. So maybe we're gonna see that. Well, it says on in the article from the open day, um that there's more exciting news to come for both the uh, Flesh Eater Court players and Skaven players. Oh, when well, those two character models are, are worth the wait, they're great. Yeah. They are. Um, probably not worth dwelling too much on that, because I think those are the sorts of... Those box sets are the sort of things that, when you see them previewed you have a rough idea of what they're about, but then when you get close to them and you get to see everything that's in there and the story, um, there's a lot more to it. And I think Wrath and Rapture is is one where, you know, we only saw previews of the models, but you've got it and you're dead impressed with it, aren't you? Oh, I love it. I love the books, reading through the books. Um, and I, uh, well, yeah, the models are great. I've built Karanak and he looks a lot better in person. I, I liked him, but I couldn't get away from that feeling. I saw a thing on the internet that said, why have I got 
heads coming out of my armpits. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But now I've seen him, I'm like, nah, he looks amazing. Um, and the flesh hands look amazing. Um, they went I can't, together really easily. I, I would call him fluffy if he was mine. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I the fact that um, the the Slanesh model is a harp is a is a gentle nod to Harry Potter? Oh yeah, I didn't thought of that. <laughs> that's brilliant, isn't it? I I just wondered if it was because if it was, I think that's wicked. Yeah, that that harp. I've I've not. I don't have any intention of using the Slanishy models, um, but I've had a look at the sprues, and that is insane. <laughs> that the, on so that, many levels, <laughs> yeah. But but like, it's just so fine. You know? Yeah, and look, and it's been done. It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. Um, yeah, the books are really good. They changed my rules, man. They changed my rules. So. They, blood letters now are on a natural roll, on, on a roll of a six before modifiers, they do a mortal wound. So you can't, you can't do what the world and his wife has done, including myself, and give them all the plus one to hits to make them do mortal wounds on better than a six. Yeah. Um, which, which is fine, whatever. Um, because they actually do that damage as additional damage now instead of stopping the attack sequence. But the damage output for Blood Crushers has gone up, so that's good from a rules perspective. But this leads me into talking about a Stormcast podcast, uh, Games Workshop doing. They've, we've, so far, Jervis Johnson at, and a chap called Sam Pearson, I think it was, have been, have been interviewed. And it's been fascinating just listening to the thought process behind um, the design of Age of Sigma and where it's gone, where it's going, how they look at the rules, how they try and come up with things that make each battle tome different, so it's not all generic, and how they try and reflect what the army's like and give different play styles. Sam's in particular was was really, really interesting. So if, if anyone's not listened to it, I I would very much recommend going and listening to it. I haven't listened to the Stormcast one yet. I've I have listened to the Foxcast one, but um I need to catch up really. They're great, mate. All of them have been brilliant. The one with Darren was really interesting. Um, talking about his journey into painting. Um Darren Latham. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really good. So, uh oh, cool. I've run out of steam now. <laughs> <laughs> Got so excited. Run around in circles, waving my hands above my head. Um, yeah, I know. We, I think we've covered everything that's come out, dude. So we've gone through the Grox, the Trolls, uh, Wrath and Rapture, Skaven versus Undead, Blood Goblin, the Blood Bowl Goblins. We've we've got the two Underworld gangs coming out this month, and goodness me, have they taken their time coming out? Um, are they coming out well, this month? Like they? Well, this month or next month. Mm. Um. I think they're on the pre-order list for next week. Oh, okay. Al- alongside all the trolls. I'm not completely certain. I only just caught that before I came on to do this. But, um, yeah, that's quite exciting. But one of the things I think they're really good at with Age of Sigma is just keeping keeping what they're doing next under their under their hat until it's time. 
Yeah. Um, and then going, ta-da, is the Deepkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Where did that come from? Um, so it makes for a really excited time as a collector because you just don't know what's happening. You don't know what's coming next. No. Um, but the Deepkin is what I, is where I was, um, it's where I got that feeling that if a new army comes out, like the Deepkin, I opened that up at three o'clock in the morning because I I got up to go to the loo and I thought, oh, I'll have a look to see what's gone on with, I think it was the Depthcon, wasn't it? Um, and I opened up my phone and I was like, oh my days, they are stunning. <laughs> um, and I could have literally dropped 500 quid on them there and then, done, dusted, absolutely in love with them. But I didn't because I held myself back because um, I had so much on to paint and I couldn't see how I'd fit them in. And I'm very glad I did because there was no time for them and they'd still be sat on my shelf now and they would have been a wasted purchase and it would have bugged me. And now with the grots, something that it's just an add-on to what I was doing anyway... Um, has caught my eye even more. So the Edenith Deep King is, is really where um, that kind of feeling has come from, that if a new army comes out like the Deep King, even if I'm completely bowled over by them, I'm going to hang on and see how they settle into my psyche, how they you know, fit into my painting schedule and, and my hobby, because I think it's, it's very easy to just get things on a whimsy um, and then not do them. So should we head on into the community, dude? Because I think we've... We've done everything that we were intended to talk about in Age of Sigma. Absolutely. Let's go into the community. Hail, glorious community. Thanks for coming back and listening to us again. Um, Another community roundup. So what we do is we normally start with shout outs and so that is what we will do. <laughs> Twist. So Ben, you go first, mate. Uh as normal, I tend to um shout out people from Instagram only because really I find that um that's the place I see the most cool models, really. Um because I'm a simple beast and reading stuff just just a barrier to pretty pictures. <laughs> so um, I'd like to call, uh, give a shout out to two people. One of them is Slow and Purposeless, who actually was a big influence on my um, Night Haunt. Uh, and he continues to put out just wonderful little sort of paint jobs that are so different from what everyone else does. Um, that I find him really inspirational to follow, um, and whenever his stuff comes across my my um, my feed, um, I, I just sit and look at it for a little while because he he, t- he has a different way of approaching things. I think when it comes to colour, um, that I find very inspirational. Um, so definitely worth having a look. Um, his most recent thing is um, a sort of Inquisitor twenty eight mixture. Of models that I don't even know where the bits of it looks quite Eldari. Um, it's a bit of the, I think the Rogue Trader in it. But I'm not sure. Um, she's great and the color palette's great. 
Um, but he does all sorts of things from from goblins to titans to Nurgle. So I'm I'm pretty sure I've, co- I've given a shout out to him before. But um, well, people are doing awesome things. You can get shouted out more than once. Um, the next one is Strandhammer. Because I'm a space wolf, and this they jumped out and caught my attention. He, this chap has done a different color scheme for for um for his space wolves. Um, in the pictures, they look almost sandy. Um, but they look they look superb. He's been trying to okay. choose his color scheme for um, a little while. He went from like a darky bluey gray, um, and then he went for like a, a sandy browny gray. Um, and he's gone with the sandy brown grey, and he's finished his first five-man Primera squad, and they are blinding. Um, red and gold are the kind of spot <laughs> colours, um, and, and the sort of markings he's chosen to use. I'm, I'm going to shamelessly steal some of the tooth effects he's done on the legs. Um, and he's used the transfer sheet from Forge World as well. And... Um, to, uh, to top it all oh, off, right, yeah. his sort of forest bases are wicked. Um, so yeah, a, kind of a new way of looking at space walls, I suppose. Um, because they're primaris, I think you could you could even go as far as making them a space wolf successor. So, um, but I think he's just calling them space wolves. Uh, and going back to his stuff, he's he's done a load of great stuff for his orcs. Um, which primarily fills up most of his page um, until he comes to the space wall. So, um, particularly like his uh, his uh, orc captain. What do they call them? Those. Um... Oh, what do they call those dudes? Freebooters. Freebooter captain. So, yeah, that's my two. Um, have uh, the ones that caught my attention over the last couple of days. So, I just wanted to take this opportunity really to say. Um, thank you, not just to the people who pay uh, in the hobby group, because that's really, really, really great, of course, but also the people that take the time to interact, provide the feedback people are looking for, um, positive comments and constructive criticism. Always really, really good to see that stuff. And um, I'm really proud that there's a, an active group on there. And every day when I'm at work, if uh, I need a bit of hobby, uh, I know I can just open the group uh, and see some really interesting things going on. And I Shall just we just tell people how to get to it? Because we've had a couple of questions. Um, on our main page, if you follow us on Facebook, there is a link to the you know, associated groups and it's in there. Otherwise, it's just you just search the two-piece hobby forum um, and that, that will get you there. So, of course, I can't. I cannot start my shout-outs without talking about uh, some mighty Cornwall. Rob Davies has done Garrick's Reavers, um, and I think they're superb. Really, really like the colours he's gone for. Really like the skin. Uh, the face on Garrick is excellent. Um, and actually, I don't normally like the little uh, name tags that you see on the fronts of the bases, but in this case, I think he's done them. They look really good. Uh, really, really think they are very good. So if you guys are in the group and get a chance, do go and have a look at those. Um, really, really good job. And I look forward to seeing what Rob does next, whether that's going to be another Shades by a Band, I don't know. He's done a great job with say. his face because actually Garrick's face is not what other people might have found it easy. But I don't find, I didn't find it an easy face to paint. Um, the beard sort of does weird things with it a little bit and he can look a little bit beady eyed. 
and odd. Um, but I think he's done a fab job of him. So another thing I, I really like and I think is excellent is uh, coming from Curtain Games. So Rob is working on Corax and he's looking ace. And black is not an easy colour to do. Um, and I think he's really doing it justice. I really, really like it. Um, so awesome work yeah, there. Do great, check that out. <clears throat> but also somebody is um, printing, 3D printing uh, terrain for the guys. And um, they've printed uh, an Oskilia um not Osgiliath. what am i talking about Isengard. Um, the tower of isengard or thank or thank the tower of isengard and that is absolutely excellent that was almost the really final good. straw for me when i saw that and it's like oh, it's printed on a 3d printer i was like i am buying a 3d printer if it takes me a month of nothing no eating nothing and all of my wages can go on to it i will starve myself because <laughs> i need one and i need one now and I can't possibly do this whole segment um, without mentioning John and his mad um, run of Blood Reavers. I mean, 40 of them in one go. Uh, I think he's worked through most of the skin now, but uh, what a nutter, firstly. And also, when they're done, a true champion of corn, which, you know, everybody needs to be a true champion of corn, ultimately, don't they? So. Yeah, I know there we the are. Well done, John. Of, um, speed painting those, or batch painting those. The hats off to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, painting competition then. So the uh, the painting competition that I have put some posts up about is now up and going, uh, and this is something we want to run all year. Definitely want some feedback. See what you guys think. The idea is to have a theme each month. So the idea to have behind having a theme is what i really want to encourage is lots of diversity people doing whatever they want now ben and i we make no secret of it we're mainly uh games workshop fans but we love miniature miniature soldiers of all types so uh for example this month with it being arcane power um i know there's some fantastic wizard sculpts out there um D D stuff that you know people might want to pick up at some point we'll probably do fantasy football and you've got things like guild ball and dread ball as well as blood bowl um so you know let people enter something they they want to do and they're passionate about um about halfway through the month i will communicate what the next month's going to be um and the idea really is that you guys in the hobby group vote on which one is your favorite and then that's the winner um for that month and the winner will be posted into the into the main facebook page and across the the different two piece media so hoping to you know bring a few more people into the hobby group as well um because the more people in there the the more will be going on the more feedback people will get um kind of drives itself really then um and also just see if people try something different and if you've got suggestions for painting competition title uh the theme sorry then let me know just drop me a message because you know i haven't got a lot going on in my head to be honest (laughs) and i have to think up 12 of them so yeah send me a message uh, and let me know if there's any themes you particularly like to see that would be that'd be ace um i'm working on my gaunt summoner because i wanted to do something from silver tower uh, I know Tom um, 
Normally, Tom the Tank is working on a cool Stormcast uh, Arcanum guy and or girl, I think, actually. Sorry. And um, Ben the Bass is working on the Tidecaster yeah. for the Idenef Deepkin. And that's part of an army that he wants to do moving forward. Uh, and we'll actually be playing some Skirmish as well fairly soon uh, to do that. But yeah, so there's a few people doing it. Please post up work in progress. And um, I look forward to seeing what we get. And we are keeping them like broad and maybe a bit sort of odd as well to to challenge people to think about what they're doing, mix up their painting and, and just have a bit of fun, really. Already really exciting to see some of the things that people are coming up with. So um looking forward to that. I might paint the old orc shaman with the big skull thing, a big like, bone staff. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's awesome. Absolutely I always love like that model. model. It's one of my all-time favorite models, um, and I really would like to have him painted. So I'm thinking about doing him, but or either that or a space moon, uh, space wolf librarian because I haven't got a space wolf rune priest done yet. So one of those two. Um, awesome. So we've got some a, a ton of events to go through, to be honest. Um, so we're probably not going to go through the calendar. Um, we'll pick a few. Uh, big ones up and coming so um we'll probably back and forward as we remember them but the first one for local people um is on the 2nd of february and the 3rd of february is the plymouth association of war games um event uh, gaming show uh which has got bring and buy it's got uh tables from all sorts of different people um traders and uh people uh, games developers, um, a huge competition, um, tournament run by, uh, Crosswords, which, um, I think is practically booked out now. I think they've got 37. So that's going to be quite good. And, um, it, if anything, it's a great atmosphere. It's well worth popping in. Um, parking was a bit limited. So, um, get there as best as you can, um, in the morning and you'll find no problem, but, I think it's going to, I enjoyed it last year a lot, so. And where is it being held? It's the this YMCA year, building. So it's quite easily access. We've had a really exciting, um, thing come across our desks. Um, we're going to have a chat with the guy who's organizing it and one of the future episodes so he can give us a full lowdown. But a big event being organized in Bristol called Roll, Roll Dice. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, roll dice is and that's in, it's in an arena. So I mean, <laughs> a stadium practically. Yeah, I mean, it's got the potential to be massive, and it's really nice to see that sort of event coming to Bristol. Bristol's really well placed with the M5, M4 um, coming in. You know, bringing across from South Wales, London, um, down from Birmingham. So really good location. And uh, Cult of Paint are involved. So that's Andy Wardle, Henry Steele. Um, those guys painting fantastic miniatures, but not just that, you know, leading the way in, being open, teaching, doing lots of uh, yeah. painting lessons. They've got a really cool airbrush out now. So it'd be great to have those guys there and they'll be doing a painting competition as well. Um, so, you know, it's got all the right ingredients. Age of Sigmar, uh, 40k tournaments, uh, Horus Heresy gaming event and the painting competition, traders. 
looking forward to speaking with John I, I about it, too. to be honest. I really, really am. Um, so, the dates of that, I've put that in the calendar, so that is 6th and 7th of July. So it's quite a long way away, but um, it's we wanted to give people the heads up now so that they can start putting it in their diary, make sure they turn up. Um, so a couple of local events. we got Death and Glory um, by Curtain um, on the 19th of January. That's a 40k doubles. Um, and we've got a 40k tournament the weekend after this has been released at Imperial Games in Exeter. And that's a uh, PowerPoint tournament, 85, strictly WYSIWYG tournament. Is there any other big events that we wanted to shout out this month, then? Yeah, so Bristol Independent Gaming, I've got some events coming up. We've got the Underworld's Night Vault Quarter 1 Championship, um, usually well attended down there. And that's obviously going back to what Ben and I were discussing earlier about prize support um, from Games Workshop. So there's all of that in place. Bristol Steamrolling 2 2019, so that's a, a War Machine and Hordes event down there. Um, Friday Night X-Wing, so that's every Friday, uh, but on the 18th there of January. Um, 20th of January, a Super Saga tournament. And uh, looking a little bit further forward, February the 17th, a big day out. So that's a Middle Earth uh, event. And I know Jim is really passionate about Middle Earth, loves it. So definitely going to be a good one, that is. All of that stuff's on their Facebook page, so go and check that out for those events. So that's all up in Bristol, uh, and then down in Newton Abbott, our friends at Terra Games. A um, few things coming up. So there's the Terranian Open War 3. So that's a 40k tournament using the Open War cards to generate your missions. Uh, and if you fancy something a little bit more structured than that, that's on the 27th sorry, of January. Uh, on the 24th of February, the Terranian Onslaught. So a little bit more structure. Uh, 2,000 point 40k singles tournament. Um, also, these guys, very much if you're into Magic the Gathering at all, they are. They have a Magic the Gathering Modern League on the 10th of January, and then on the 19th, um, in the morning and in the afternoon, and then on the 20th, in the morning and in the afternoon, they've got pre-release for the Ravnica Allegiance. Now, I I won't lie. Um, I've played some Magic in the past, but I'm sure if if you're into the game, you know what that means. But again, just like with Big, this stuff's on the Facebook page, so check that out um, if you are interested in those things. Yeah, and uh, we've got Barb's Games. Have got um, they had a tournament today or recently? Is it today? Uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, so I hope that went well. And that's down in Red Ruth, and they've got a forty k one coming up in tenth of February. So um, there is genuinely loads going on. So, and of course, we can't forget uh, the awesome chaps at Curtain Games. So in Crediton, so they've, as usual, got a really full schedule. So 19th of January, Death or Glory 2, uh, Warhammer 40k doubles tournament. 20th of January, a Magic the Gathering. They've also got the Allegiance pre-release, um, which is a sealed deck um, event. Southwest Imperial Assault Regional on the 26th of January. Um, and the Yu-Gi-Oh! Savage Strike sneak peek. So if you're into Yu-Gi-Oh! cards... Um, Curtain Games have got you covered as well. Uh, Age of Sigmar Masters on the 2nd of February. Um, quite like to go to that, but it's the uh, PAW show, so we'll be down there. Uh, 40k Narrative Campaign on the 9th of February. 
Catacombs of Curtain, so that's one of their Warhammer Underworlds events. We've spoken about those before. Um, Marcus, who's a, a, a good friend of the show, it, he's really into that. So they're uh, they're really good. So load, loads going on, loads going on. I also wanted to take the opportunity to shout out the Gloucester Wargaming... Sorry. Gloucester Tabletop Gaming Community. Um, these guys have contacted us to ask us to to shout them out, which we'd obviously do. But they've got a real mission to just be a hub for community activity in Gloucester. So they meet on a Tuesday at 7 o'clock at the Podsmead Community Centre. So they've got a Facebook page. You can check that out or a group that you can get involved in. But they welcome pretty much everything. There's a great big list they sent me. So Age of Sigmar, 40k, Blood Bowl, Necromunda, Kill Team, Star Wars, Infinity, War Machine, Hordes, Magic the Gathering, Netrunner, Yu-Gi-Oh, Shade Spire. The list can go on and on, it says. You can even come and play Cluedo. So there we go. Um, I know there's a bar as well, so members do need to be 18 or over, but I, certainly I remember from my days with Cross Swords Gaming Club, there's nothing quite like playing a game and drinking a beer, um, although it did have quite an impact on my tactics at times, at, at least that's my excuse. And I think that is our roundup, isn't it? Um, I, I did want to talk about the White Dwarf, because that's... Um, I'm really excited about the new White Dwarf. Um, it's gone through a bit of an evolution over the last five years. Some of them have been not as well received as others. Um, I really liked the White Dwarf um, as it has been. Um, it's just a, it's a nice magazine. But it seems like the way they're going, the way they're talking about it, is to go back to its roots. And they've I don't know if they've physically moved the team into the middle of the design studio or they've um sort of hypothetically moved them into the middle of the design studio but that's what they've talked about in the editorial that is they're now in the middle of the process picking up stuff that's going on around them and to expect to see rules and insights that we hadn't seen before and i think this month is a really good example with they've actually just there's a ton of skirmish stuff in there, like for for Age of Sigma skirmish, um, and a return of the um, chapter approved articles. The not the chapter approved Index Astartes article um, in there. It's, it, it, I mean, there's that used to have run a long time ago, and they released them as a separate book. Um, separate books. There was four of them, basically just a sort of cobbling together of the White Dwarf articles. Um, I'm really, I'm just excited about the whole concept that the magazine is going to be a place where, you, you know, rules are going to be in there. Um, I hope it doesn't break things apart too much, um, fracture them apart too much, um, but just cool little add-on stuff and things like the index of starters. It's just going to make it so much better. Um, and I can remember the days, back in the day, where you got the cardboard pullouts for new units in there. You know, I'm really hoping that that's going to be what we're seeing. Not not necessarily cardboard pullouts in the middle of the magazine because it makes them weird and floppy afterwards with a dodgy spine, but um, stuck in the you know in in the plastic sheath, that kind of stuff. 
be really, really excited to see where they go with it. So um, if you have been out of touch with the White Dwarf for a while, it might be worth picking up this one just to see whether you like the new direction, because I think I really do. Um, and I'm I'm kind of excited for the future. So that's my little bit. Yeah, I'd echo what you say, Ben, really. Um, I think it's, it's great. I really enjoyed some of the articles, really enjoying the stuff where the designers are talking about their thought processes around thing, much like in the podcast. Um, in particular, oh, the battle report was really cool. A um, lot more detail in there than we've seen sometimes. I've always given White Dwarf a bit of a chance and bought them up. Um, got rid of a lot, really. And, and now I'm t- playing the tiny violin because I wish I hadn't. And I'd love to rebuild my collection. So if anyone's getting rid of White Dwarf, let me know. Um, but yeah, another new era. Now I shall look forward to each one popping through the door. Right. Um, so on that... Nope, let's move on to the wilds. Hi guys, um, and welcome to the first Into the Wilds of 2019. Um, I've got a few things I wanted to talk about. Things that have caught my eye and things that I'm excited about in the wider world of wargaming. Um, the first one is, um, as you know, I've been doing Test of Honor, um, which is a, a samurai skirmish game, um, which is done by Warlord Games. It's quite good, um, model wise. I've, I've spoken about them before, but I'm quite excited about, um, a new release of models done by Footsaw. Um, that are specifically made for Test of Honor. Um, Footsaw have got involved because, um, they've kind of done a joint venture with, um, Warlord Games, as was pointed out to me by John from Bobman Gaming. Um, cause I was quite excited about why Footsaw have got involved. And he was like, well, if you paid attention, they've done this other game. I was like, okay. And they have <laughs> called, um, that was a great, a great <laughs> test realization of John there. <laughs> um, done, uh, Mortal Gods, uh, which is a test of courage, uh, which is a Greek version. But let's go back to the, the samurai models. So the samurai models, they've done effectively the seven samurai, um, from the film, the seven samurai, um, which if you haven't watched it by Akira Kurosawa is a, is kind of what the magnificent seven is based on. Um, and it, they are they are wonderful, wonderful models, and I'm very excited about that new connection with Footsaw um, because they they make great historical sculpts, and I'm really really looking forward to um, to seeing the range expanding with them, um, like officially because you get cards with them for um, Test of Honor, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they come up with, and I think it's a brilliant place to start the seven samurai because um for those people who are into samurai I tend to watch in you know, old samurai films like Akira Kurosawa's films um and so it, it's a real kind of for me I look, saw them and I was like oh this is brilliant because that's the films that got me into it um so yeah they're really excited about those I'll put a link up with the models um on our show notes so you can see them while mm. while you're listening or look at them when you get home or We've pulled the car over and pulled your phone out. They look really um, good, don't they? Great. They are. They're great. And they really capture the, the Seven Samurai too. Um, really like them. Uh, and as a kind of segue, Mortal Gods, um, a kind of 
Greek hoplite Spartan y kind of um version of Test of Honor. Um it is looking really cool too. So that's I think effectively still in development. At the moment its primary page is a Facebook one. Um you can head on over to there. If you type in Mortal Gods Test of Courage it will take you to a, a web page that essentially just links you to the Facebook group. Um and you can see um you know, how that's coming on. Uh and so I'm excited for the official release of that because I think um I love hoplites. Mm. Frankly, I do as well. They look awesome with the massive shields with all the cool stuff painted on the front of them. There's so much of their characters taken into fantasy models. Um, I just love deranged ranks of them. So quite likely, especially if the buy-in point is the same as um, Test of Honor, to to consider that. Um, so worth a look out if you're interested in kind of historical skirmishy games. They're, they're two that. I think a well worth a look. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, I've had a little bit of a love-hate relationship with this over the years. Um, Prodos's Alien vs. Predator. So if there was another science fiction universe that I loved as much as 40k, the close runner-up um, is Aliens essentially, for, and for Alien versus Predator. So particularly the Colonial Marines, um, the second film Aliens. So Alien versus Predator is just a, a, or should be my perfect kind of next step game, but um, it's had problems um, that I've had, I have really struggled with. So the changing scale has just bugged me so much that I want to pull my hair out sometimes. <laughs> um but whether it went from 30, 31 to 28, um, and there's been a whole load of stuff that they've released here and there and everywhere, um, that things like the invisible predators made out of clear resin, uh, that were released sort of at shows and on special things. A lot of that now, I've been to their website recently and I was, I'll tell you why in a second, but a lot of that now seems to now be available on their website, which I'm super excited about because there's now a proper range of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Rather than being irritated that you missed out, um, which a lot of people I found were, um, they're now available. What I've noticed though, Dan, is that they're talking about the new models as being 31 mil scale. Mm. Now, I've asked a question and I haven't unfortunately got a reply as to whether they have upscaled their new range or or whether they're just calling what is clearly a 28mm model when you look at them next to the old ones, 31mm, um, which, which would really frustrate me. <laughs> that would genuinely get up my nose. Um, There's not a lot on their website, like, of like, there's no description or anything. Any no, that. but some of the newer single part, single because a lot of their new stuff is is, um, is single part, um, so made in one cast, um, unicast, I call it, uh, of resin. It looks fantastic. Um, but they're, they've just released a new set of aliens, and they're saying they're thirty one mil. And I've gone back through some of the others, and they're saying they're thirty one mil too. Um, I, what is that? Is that if they if they've gone from thirty one mil and they've gone to 28 mil, and now they're going back to 31 mil, then seriously, what is going on? 
Um, if if they change the scales of the current ones up to thirty one mil, I would be happier with that. If they're calling twenty eight mil scale thirty one mil scale to just stop the questions, I, that would frustrate me even more. I think. Um, so it, it's kind of a double edged sword this one because the new models that they're releasing um, have really really captured me again. So there's a multi part colonial marine kit which just looks superb um there's the unicast Mm -hmm. aliens there's different ones coming out all the time um and there's you know unicast of just about everything now um and they all look pretty good um some of them you know do look odd because they're unicast but overall um for example a a good example of that uh, rather than just making a sort of passway statement i think the unicast queen as good as it is as a kind of diorama piece of her coming through a door, I don't like that as much as the multi-part resin queen, which looks wicked, and you can do practically what you want with it. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Prodos have done a great job of pulling things together. They've just released, an, uh, which is why I was drawn to look into the page again, a, a kind of update or a expansion to the game called Hot Landing Zone, which is quite reasonably priced at £40, um, which comes with... Uh, a unit of aliens, uh, a predator, and a unit of five prisoners, as in the style of prisoner from um, Alien 3, um, which is quite cool. Um, I don't know how it... Uh, the okay. board pieces look quite interesting. Like It looks like it's outside rather than inside, because um, the, I mean, the original game was tiles like inside the buildings, like from Aliens, so... Yeah, I don't really know how five prisoners with pipes are going to fare against a predator and five aliens, but I'm pretty sure they're not. So um, <laughs> they're not going to be great, are they? I'd like to see what the game dynamic is, but I think for thirty nine quid, that's pretty reasonable priced. Um, yeah, uh, and the hunt begins, I think, is around fifty. So they're not. I'm actually thinking of of biting the bullet and buying the new hunt begins, which is their starters box with the they've got the new unicast models in and I've said this before and treating the older ones as kind of display pieces or something I don't know or, or seeing how they actually mm. do stack up next to each other or I don't know we'll see um, but I am tempted again let's put it that way um, but I thought I thought I'd sort of have a chat about them because I, I, partly because I'm frustrated about it really um, and I think I just do need to dive in and give it a shot. Well, hopefully this will help, you know, this will help you find the love on it, because it's a genre that you, you know, you, you do love. <laughs> I remember how excited you were when you got the Cayenne dropship. Yeah, which I really, now I've got, like, some better airbrushing skills, I'm going to, I think that's a project I need to get my teeth into, really. Yeah. Because um, it is... It's a beautiful model. Um, Do you know, something that I get frustrated by, probably unnecessarily, is how many sites now, especially the, well, I don't know, that, like miniature sites that put pictures up of the miniatures, but it's the the CAD. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Looking thing. Yeah, the, the CGI the version. Yeah, rather, yeah, rather than the actual model. Yeah. And there is a difference, definitely, um, between the two. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It is a bit, it, it, for me, it's a barrier because I don't know, you know, 
how good the production quality is. Um, I can say hand on heart that the, the Prodos models that I have got are absolutely gorgeous. Um, so they, they do, they do look as good as they say they're going to look. Um, but there are other companies where if they were the first time I'd seen their company and they were showing me a CAD picture, I would be very hesitant. Yeah. Very hesitant. So. Um, so while we're talking about games, it's sorry. Is that, have you, are you finished on, um, um, I've got on Prodos? Yeah, I've got nothing more to say about it. I, I was just going to say, um, so Warlord Games are bringing out a fantasy rule set. Yep. yep. Um, Warlords of Erewhon, I think, would be how I would pronounce it. Um, at the moment, they've just done Orcs and, um, Undead. And I believe it will be based on Gates of Antari, so by Rick Priestley. Interestingly, I I was just looking then to try and get some pictures of the miniatures. But even on the website, in the store, if you click on the item, there are no close-up pictures of the miniatures. I don't think... I don't find Warlord do that very well at all for any of their range, to be honest. Which I found a bit of a shame. No. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'll be interested to know if anyone has tried it or knows a bit more about it. Please let us know because I'm intrigued. Um, not, not something I'm going to be diving on into. I've already got my, the box ticked for, for fantasy gaming, but always like, always interested to see what's going on. Yeah. I think I dabble in a fantasy skirmish game, but I'm not so sure about going into a full scale one. For sure. I think if anything, it would be Blood Red Skies I'd go for from them. But aeroplanes. I've talked about that before. Yeah, aeroplanes. Yeah. Right. So um, that is that is us. I think. Unless you've got anything else. Yeah. Said. Yeah. Um. So no, I just um found myself on the Conflict Forty Seven website. Uh, looking at a German King Tiger with a heavy rail gun. <laughs> yes. There you go. Conflict 47 is good. It is. Um, so, we'd like to give a, as we normally do, huge shout out to our patrons because, um, you really do allow us to expand what we do. Um, and just knowing that people want to support us like that just makes us more willing to carry on, frankly. Um, because, um, sometimes, it can get quite a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But we love it, so it doesn't, it doesn't really bother us. But having the, you, you guys supporting us on Patreon really does um, put some fire in our belly. So um, big thank you to you guys. Um, as ever, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at the Two Piece Podcast on all three of those platforms. We're on YouTube as well, if you fancy watching um, some of the videos that we are increasingly doing um as we find the time and um finally our website is uh two peas in a pod.com and we put blog posts up there painting guides and all sorts um and i've got a few to go up soon too um so thanks for hanging out with us at the start of 2019 and um look forward to seeing you soon cheers guys thank you